Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining amounts due. Unlimited basic after 630 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to talk with you guys about the NBA slate. We have a nice 11 gamer here, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about Fantasy Draft. Uh, Head on over there, guys, and check out the contests that they have. It's always a good time playing over there at Fantasy Draft. They always have the $25, which is always a good one to get into. And don't forget, you know, try and qualify for the Carolina Millions. And uh, we got the Thanksgiving contest coming up, so that's something to, uh, you know, something to make sure to check out because that's a fun time. Everyone loves NFL on Thanksgiving, and uh, Fantasy Draft has some good contests over there for that. So let's get started and talk about the slate and dive right in first game that we have on the slate is the Washington Wizards and the uh, Miami Heat. This game is in Washington. It's a 208.5 team total. The Wizards are four-point favorites. And uh, instantly when I'm thinking Wizards at home, what's the first thing we think of? Well, we think of John Wall. Uh, we think of Bradley Beal. So far this year, I mean, John Wall's a guy that's always had those home run splits. I uh, never re- realized Bradley Beal, but he has some so far to start out the year. So, uh, you know, these two at home, uh, you know, doing that combination is always something I don't mind doing. And you could run it back with a guy like Whiteside on the opposite side, who has historically uh, done pretty well against Gortop. I think this is a pretty good spot for uh, some of these guys. We had this game the other day, so we kind of, uh, you know, we can easily go back and look at the game logs and see, you know, what happened, what didn't happen. And we can take advantage of that based on uh, what we see, see if there's uh, any any kind of edges to that. Uh, one thing with the Wizards is, man, they've really, really struggled against small forwards this year. I mean, really struggled. So a guy that I typically wouldn't want to be rostering here in this spot is Josh Richardson, just because of you know how bad they've been against small forwards. I know the last game out there, he wasn't that good. 12.75 fantasy points in 33 minutes. But look at the games before. He has 30-point upside at that price tag against a team that really has struggled this year against small forwards. I don't mind going back to the well with him in a tournament. Not, not, not something I'll probably do in a cash game, but I think it's an interesting tournament option. Uh, also, don't hate the idea of going to Goran Dragic. Him in these, uh, you know, more up-tempo games uh, makes sense, and he's a safe option for 14.8k. I don't really know if I love that price tag on fantasy draft, but where you can get him cheaper around the industry, I think that's fine. Uh, you know, he just seems like a, sur- a safe 30 points uh, most nights, so I-, I don't mind taking him here in this spot. For me, though, I really, really think the guys that I want to be playing are like John Wall and Beal and Whiteside, and that's about it. Maybe in a game stack. I uh, don't want to go too crazy with this game. Uh, 208.5 total, and it's a fine game. It's just, it's, I don't know, it, it's not as uh, appealing as some other ones on this slate, so... Uh, I think I'll pick and choose my exposure on this slate to that game. One thing I'll look at specifically, I know John Wall, let me pull it up real quick to make sure. So we're looking at fantasy draft pricing right now, but I know John Wall was really cheap the other day. Uh, he was on uh, DraftKings specifically. He was only 8700 So 
depends on its price tag now if they upped them or not. So hang on, pulling it up now. And Wall's price is uh, 9200 So it was 8700 I still think at 9200 on DraftKings, we should still give him a pretty strong consideration. Uh, you know, that $500 does, does definitely affect a little bit because uh, it definitely can uh, mess your roster construction up. But I think in tournaments, Wall can easily pay it off and in cash games too. So uh, there's upside there at that price tag. So definitely don't sleep on him. Let's move on to the next game. We have the Pacers and the Pistons. Uh, definitely a uh, definitely not the best teams in the league, but uh, you know Pistons have looked good this year, uh, surprisingly very good. And uh, we have news and notes on this game. We have uh, John Lore is considered uh, day to day. He didn't practice on Thursday, so be on the lookout for that. But I expect most of the starters to go. And you know we have some uh, you know we have some pretty uh, pretty interesting game because it's a. 210 total it's only a one point difference so i could expect this game you know obviously be more up tempo uh you know kind of possibly like overtime really competitive game you know where we got the starters full into the fourth not seeing all the backups get in there i mean this game is pretty interesting all around so i have some interest in in some of these guys here maybe more in like a game stack uh situation because it's a game that hey, I'm not not all over, but Andre Drummond, right? He's a guy, 16.2K. He's been phenomenal this year. Just to kind of like read you the numbers, uh, just listen to the game logs. 41.75, 35.75, 54, 47.75, 53.75, 49, 35.5, 46, 47. I mean, he's just been crushing it for, you know, most of the season. Uh, and he get against a matchup against the Pacers someone like Miles Turner I mean I I think it's perfectly fine we should definitely be attacking the Pacers uh you know they have struggled this year against uh the center position they're the you know second worst team in the league and centers right behind the Sacramento Kings who let Dwayne Dedman go for a ginormous uh I believe it was 54 uh or 56 FanDuel points uh in the uh in the first in the in the entire game and in the first half it was like 47 like we know how bad the kings are paces are right behind them so andre Drummond should absolutely eat in this matchup he should be a guy that we definitely have on our radar for this game uh, other plays that i would definitely be uh, looking at for the uh pacer for the piston side of the ball i think getting like any of these guys with all the minutes that they play right the Tobias Harris is Reggie Jackson, who actually correlates pretty decently with Drummond when they're on. Uh, you know, Reggie Jackson's kind of a flaky guy, but I don't mind pairing him up with Drummond. I think it's an interesting way to go for 11.6K. Avery Bradley's also good exposure at 11.4. So I think most of these guys are in play on the Pistons side of the ball. Kind of mixed match exposure, but love Drummond here in this spot. He's a guy that we're going to be, I think, talking about throughout the day. And uh, yeah, the price tag seems kind of pricey, but I think he's someone that we need to consider him with. All the centers on the slate, it's going to be a tough decision, but he's one that we're going to be talking about. Let's move on to the Pacers side of the ball. The uh, Pacers, you know, they're one of those teams where no one really thought they'd be anything special going into the year, but from DFS perspective, I like playing some of these Pacers guys. I mean, they just get a ton of run. Guys like Darren Collison, Victor Oladipo, all of them. I mean, they've, Miles Turner, they've all been getting tons of run here. So the Pacers are not a team I typically, or the Pistons are not a team I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm going out of my way to attack, but I think this is a good spot for some of these Pacers. One thing about Victor Oladipo, and people make fun of him and whatnot, but he's 13.9K, and, like, the Pacers organization said, like, we see this guy as, like, a triple-double guy. Like, they, they said, like, they see him as, like, their guy. So, like, if he's the guy that, like, if this is the type of guy that they want, like, we should be expecting him to try and be that type of guy, right? He has upside here in this spot. The, the worry I have is Avery Bradley, right? I, I believe Avery Bradley will be guarding him all game, and that's a really difficult matchup. But... Uh, I think Oladipo is one of those guys I just kind of wanted to mention because uh, a lot of people kind of, I feel like, 
still trash on him and are sleeping on him and uh, I'm not saying he's like, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook or anything, not saying that at all. Uh, I'm just saying that the Pacers expect him to carry a heavy, heavy workload, and we should be noting that, that there's upside with that. But for me, where the Pistons you want to attack them the most is probably at the small forward position. I'd rather go with Bojan Bogdanovic, who's been really good. Uh, price has gone up to 8.6K, but I think it's an interesting value that you can get exposure to here. Also, don't mind Darren Collison, too. I think he's a fine option. And, you know, Miles Turner, he's not, a, he's not a terrible route to go, you know, worth that young, those guys. But, again, I, center is going to be a spot where I'm going to be paying up a lot, and there's just going to be, like, too many center positions. I guess on Fantasy Draft where you can play five centers, uh, maybe Miles Turner could make the cut, but it's going to be difficult with uh, all the centers that we'll obviously talk about because center just feels like it's been loaded all year long. Let's move on to the next one, and we have the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers, 222 team total. I believe that one is the uh, that's the second highest on the slate, so one that people are going to be considering, and we know why, because Cleveland does not play many, any defense at all, and there are tons of value with the Clippers, tons of value with the Cavs, with the injuries going on. Patrick Beverly was doubtful the last I saw, so with him being doubtful, uh, you know, if he, if he plays, that would definitely hurt and cut into Lou Williams' production and Austin Rivers. If not, they are still fantastic plays. Lou Williams will still be a prime value play at 11.1K. People will still be loading up on him, especially against Cleveland, who's been struggling against uh, guards this season. I think they're guys you're going to want to load up on. One thing also about the Cavs is how bad they've been defensively, and people can say, you know, oh, man, uh, DeAndre Jordan, he's also been bad this year. Yes, you're right. DeAndre Jordan has been bad this year, but price tag is cheap. Uh, I don't know why we're not, you know, we need to be considering him in my opinion. I think for 12.4K, he's a guy that should be getting talked about. I get it. Last game against Philly, 8.75 uh, points. But is Kevin Love going to be able to hold him? I don't think so. I think that's going to be a very easy spot for him. Joel Embiid, yes, that's a guy who can, you know, cause some fits for him. I know DeAndre Jordan has kind of checked out too. He hasn't really looked like he's been, uh, you know, loving the games. But I really think DeAndre Jordan is in an interesting tournament spot here for that price tag. Haven't gotten the Blake Griffin yet, but... For obvious reasons, he's a good play. I mean, just the amount of usage he's seeing with all these injuries, how safe of an option he is. He always seems like he's safe for 40 or so. So definitely someone that you can be considering on this slate and uh, probably should be because uh, he's you know got a decent price tag and someone you want to look at on your rosters, especially against a bad Cleveland uh, defense. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland side of the ball, LeBron James, uh, point LeBron. We know the Clippers, you know, they've struggled against the wing uh, historically. Let me see where they're at this year. Um, yep, again, still struggling against the wing like I thought. I've been playing wings against the Clippers, and they are ranked 28th right now on the season against the wings. And, I mean, like, point LeBron, too. He's also going to be playing the point. Uh, I mean, he he's just going to be – he's in such a great spot. Uh, you got to be playing him, in my opinion. I'm going to try my best to make sure I get him in my lineups. There are a lot of studs. That's the problem that we'll get to. Uh, I mean, there's obviously that entire, uh, you know, there's the Pelicans that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Cousins and Davis, they just feel like they're in smash spots night in and night out. And they're in a great game too. So it's going to be tough picking between paying up between those two and like uh, and uh, LeBron James. But if I can get him in, I'm going to do my best too. He's just in a fantastic spot on this slate. Highest team total of the day. Gotta love him here. Jarrett Smith has looked a lot better. Uh, he's 9K, and he's one of those guys where it seems like, you know, if they threw him in a starting lineup randomly, he wouldn't do as well. But now that he's in, like, a rhythm and starting, this is when I, like, you know, I think we should be playing him and considering him in tournaments for sure. You could maybe in cash games, but for me, I, I more so lean stupid Shumpert. Uh, he has been frustrating for most of the, or not most of the season, but uh, I rostered him the last time out in cash games, and it ended up working out. But uh, you know, he was uh, he was frustrating. He didn't do so well. The rest of the team did fine, but he was a he was struggling. 
I don't hate going back to the well in your cash games. I wouldn't in tournaments. Just the upside seems really limited. But in cash games, if it helps make things work, I don't hate it. Kevin Love for 13.8K is someone I'm probably not going to touch. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys heard that. The dogs were barking in the background when I started talking about Kevin Love. So uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's good or bad for Kevin Love. But uh, I don't know. Not not the biggest uh, not the biggest fan of him. He's just got such a wide variety of outcomes. And I think he's fine in tournaments. In cash games, sometimes I, he goes on my radar too. And especially with the highest team total, he'll probably be someone that's in the consideration and in the conversation at 13.8K. Uh, I don't know. I just struggle to, uh, struggle to pull the, the trigger at times. Uh, so I don't know. It's definitely uh, definitely a spot, though, where I think we can uh, attack them. Uh, the Clippers have not been the best against big men this year. So I think Kevin Love is fine. Uh, he's obviously going to stretch the floor and pull a guy. Could be pulling a guy like DeAndre Jordan, you know, away from the rim and whatnot. So definitely think you can, uh, you can be considering uh, Kevin Love here for sure. He could have a really good time from the three-point line. Doesn't matter if he's going to make him. Moving on to the next one, we have the uh, New York Knicks. Or actually, real quick, uh, Jeff Green is a guy I want to consider. I talked about uh, you know Clippers against the Wings. Also, a little revenge for Jeff Green. Uh, 7.5K. He's been really, you know, just doing a great job off the bench roll. Want to want to make sure to bring him up for your tournaments. Don't forget him. Even in cash, too, I think you can have him for, you know, put him in that conversation. All right, now let's head over to the Knicks and the Raptors. The Knicks are favorites, but like surprisingly, or not the Knicks, the Raptors are surprising favorites. But, uh, sorry, they're not surprising favorites, but they're at a 112.5 team total, which I just thought was, like, really high. I was like, wow. The first look, I was like, that's a pretty high team total for the Raptors. Just didn't, that wasn't my guess uh, at first look. I was guessing maybe, like, 107, 108. But against a team like the Knicks, uh, who don't play a ton of defense, and I know it's, they've been playing a lot better this year, but uh, Raptors could be in a really good spot to roster some of these guys. Uh, we'll talk about the Knicks first, though. Uh, Knicks are on the road. And uh, Porzingis, right, always in play. <laughs> this guy has just been, you know, absolutely smashing this year. Usage is insane. It's way through the roof. This is his team. He's been crushing it all year. Expect a, expect a big game out of him for 15.9K. He's, again, one of those other big men you want to, you know, put in the conversation. I think Enos Cantor is someone to consider, too, with the amount of usage he's seeing. One thing I like to see with Cantor is... Uh, I feel like his minutes are going to be kind of secure because, and granted, it's Jeff Hornacek, so nothing's ever secure. But Jonas Valanciunas on the opposite side, I could really see them just going like the double big lineup, like Porzingis and Cantor and Ibaka and Valanciunas are both out there closing out the games. Sometimes we worry about that, uh, you know, if a game goes small, but I think we'll be fine here. So I think considering like the big men on both sides of the ball is perfectly fine. I wouldn't be considering Ibaka, though. Ibaka's probably going to have his hands full with Porzingis and uh you know, Serge knows how to block shots, but he's probably not blocking Porzingis with the, uh, that 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 insane height that he has. The unicorn will probably not not get blocked here uh, too often. But anyways, I think that just brings in the conversation of Cantor and Valanciunas. Just could see them getting more run than usual, and I think that was something you know that's something worth noting. And uh, you can consider them more. Uh, you know, if you're if you're if they're popping for you in your models, or you're looking at giving them a strong hard look, and you're worried about the minutes, I would not be as much worried about that. Uh, OG Anuobi, I believe is the way you say his name. He is a guy that, you know, he's been like the sexy play all week. We've been playing him. Uh, he's been, uh, you know, getting tons of minutes. And then he crapped out on us the other day. That was pretty frustrating. But the reason why, and we got this news before lock, and I was too scared to move off it. it wasn't was The reason I didn't move off it wasn't because of the, uh, the minutes, right? Uh, it was it was because he, he just made everything work. He fit. He was way too cheap. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to, you know, put out a huge fantasy outing, but his price tag was just ridiculous. 
uh, and I just kind of stayed on him, and I knew that there was going to be a possibility that they'd, you know, kind of mess with his minutes, and, uh, you know, so anyways, I think he's someone we should go back to the well, and I know he kind of crapped out on us the last game, but I I think that's fine, like, I think we should definitely be playing him. Last game out there, he only had 13 minutes. The reason why is he had a, you know, a massive career high in 29 minutes, and he also... I believe he was coming back from, I don't know what injury it was, but it was maybe an ACL or something, and he wasn't expected to return till November or December, and he was already out here playing basketball, which was, like, shocking. Uh, and, and it wasn't just, like, the return. It was, like, just, like, return to, like, regular action, like, just, like, practicing and whatnot. So he was way ahead of schedule with this injury. So I think because of those 29 minutes, they were like, we're going to ease him off. And we got that news before lock. And again, I really should have pivoted to CJ Miles. I was just like, eh, he's going to have eye ownership. He'll make everything work. And he did. And it was fine. And in tournaments, moving to CJ Miles was definitely the right call. Even in cash games, looking back, it probably was the right call once I had that news. And I feel like I made a mistake with that, but it ended up working out. So that's, you know, that's fine. And something I should, uh, you know, make sure that if, if you had the same situation that I did the other day, make sure to like log that in your memory bank and, uh, you know, don't make that mistake again basically but i think we should be considering him again uh could, could worry about the minutes that's something i hopefully the raptors beat writers will give us uh i'm expecting you know maybe somewhere between 29 and 13 minutes not you know you know the extreme and the uh you know the low so i think he's just a value that we're gonna have to be considering again two guys i don't typically like rostering are kyle lowry and marta rosen uh, you know, Lowry's just 15 point Duque, DeRozan's 14.5. I just don't like rostering them at those price tags. It's pretty frustrating. There's other guys I think I'd rather play, but if I had to pick, I'd probably go Lowry. Uh, but I don't know. They're guys that they're in consideration for sure today. And I still don't know what I'm going to do with them. So that's kind of a little frustrating. Look at some of these bench guys. Uh, again, I said, CJ miles, uh, if Norman Powell's out, uh, I think he's a fine option off the bench that could obviously uh, get hot from downtown. So have to consider him. Back to the Knicks side of the ball. I know I'm bouncing back and forth, but uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at 14K, that's kind of pricey for me now. I get he can have massive games and has been uh, crushing it, but uh, 14K is getting a little pricey on Fantasy Draft. I think there's other options I would rather go to instead. If we kind of just like look at that price range only on Fantasy Draft, it's like you could go... Uh, you can go LaMarcus Aldridge for 13.9K, seeing a massive usage. Whiteside, again, who's killed Gortat. Uh, Kemba Walker against the terrible Bulls. Um, who's another guy? Victor Oladipo, 13.9. Kevin Love, 13.8, who I'd rather play. Bradley Beal, 13.7. There's just other guys I'd rather play instead. Guys like Jimmy Butler, he's 13.4. We even talked about Devin Booker, who's 13.3 in a fantastic spot. So, man, that's just too priced up uh, for uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So I will pass on him on this slate, at least on Fantasy Draft. Depends where he is on other, other sites. Moving on, we have the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Utah is, you know, they're a team that I don't really like rostering a ton because they're so slow tempo, but they get the Nets who are, you know, an up-tempo team, one of the fast ones in the league, don't play tons of defense. So, you know, they're, they're, the Jazz are going to be in a really good spot. We'll talk about to start off. We'll talk about Donovan Mitchell, the uh, the guy that's kind of just like stormed out of the gates, you know, just chucks up a million shots. He's been a value play that we've been playing for a while. He's 13.8K now, again, on fantasy draft. Uh, it's going to be tougher to roster, right? Because I just mentioned all those guys that I like that are pretty good plays and way more talented players than Donovan Mitchell. So I kind of don't really want to play him, but in this matchup against the Nets, it can't get any better. Mitchell also played the Nets pretty recently, and he had 35.25 fantasy points. Uh, you know, had a pretty good game, and if he gets hot from downtown, he's definitely be someone to consider, and we know the Nets are not good against guards. So if he's on the list, uh, maybe not on fantasy draft. I just don't like that price tag for him. 
So I don't know. Fantasy Draft, it's tough. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play him, and I'll play him on other sites where I can get feel like I'm getting a better bargain on him. Another guy who is a bargain on Fantasy Draft, though, is uh, Ricky Rubio and Derek Favors, two guys I think you can definitely be considering. We know the Nets are not good against point guards, and Derek Favors, he gets a little revenge, too. Used to be on the Nets back when they were in New Jersey, I believe. I don't think he was there for the Brooklyn stint, but still. Uh, you know, he got chipped out of town for Deron Williams, and we know how that all went, so... Uh, Derek Favors, I think he's someone to consider and just the amount of like minutes he's seeing and usage with no Gobert. He's he's a guy you definitely want to have in consideration for uh, cash games and tournaments here. And uh, back to Rubio though, twelve point two k. I think he's a guy you can consider. Not a lot of people like you know have been playing him. I think he's someone that you should be considering here at that price tag. I like that a lot, and I, I think he's a good play here. But other than that, those are like mainly the three Utah guys I've been focusing on, and that's kind of how I might keep it. If we get word that Jarebko doesn't start and then Cephalosha starts, that, that makes Cephalosha a lot more interesting for me. But uh, him coming off the bench hasn't been as appealing to me, so I'm probably going to pass from Cephalosha. Let's move on to the Nets real quick. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's the value player, right? No D'Angelo Russell. I believe he's still out. I uh, just want to make sure. Let me pull it up to make sure for you guys. Yeah, he's out. I believe I can't remember how long the injury is, but I'm pretty sure it's a little while. But anyways, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be a screaming value today. A guy that we talk about a ton. I, only problem is it's against the Utah Jazz. Slow tempo game. He's you know any other team you'd be like yeah Spencer Dinwiddie fire him up. But against this team you know a little bit of caution. Uh, he's he's been crushing it though, so he's in consideration for sure on this slate. Don't forget Trevor Booker. He gets a little revenge against the Utah Jazz. I think he's in consideration. If there was Rudy Gobert in there, I'd have a little concern, right, because of, you know, that giant shot-blocking ability. But in a matchup against Derek Favors, I think this is a really interesting tournament option on Trevor Booker. I'd be I'd be having interest in him uh, for sure. Damari Carroll's looked really good this year at 11.3. I like him. I think he's a solid play. Just feels like he's always a safe 30 points. Uh, you know, Utah might not be my favorite matchup for it, but... Uh, he's a guy that I think, uh, you know, you can always be considering. I think there's better small forward plays, but he's an okay play. Uh, last time out against Utah, again, 26.25. Just seems like a super safe play. Always will get you some type of floor for points. Nothing, uh, you know, won't, won't burn you completely. But again, uh, I don't know, price tag has started to hike up on him. Let's move on to the next one. Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. This one has a 119 total. Uh, both teams at 99. So I guess Vegas is thinking, hey, this game's going to overtime. I don't think that's, uh, that might not be the most accurate, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about this game for a little bit. So Spurs, definitely a slow tempo game for the Thunder. Man, looking at the price tags, I'm not paying 20.9K for Westbrook. There's better options, right? There's LeBron James. Uh, there's those Pelicans big men. There's just better guys that I'd rather play instead. So I will end up passing on Russell Westbrook. I'll let everyone else play him and call it a day on Fantasy Draft. Just seems unnecessary to me. Looking at some of the other options, though, Paul George, 13.9K, or Camille Anthony, 13.3. I think they're fine options. Again, I just think there's other guys in this price range on Fantasy Draft I'd rather just play. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to make the cut for me. Uh, I think they're fine options where you can get them cheap, right? They're, this has been a situation at the start of the year. I was big on let's just like wait until they get cheaper. We're taking three of like the highest usage guys from different teams and putting them all together. Let's let their price tags decrease, decrease, decrease. So I'm waiting for the decrease and I'll attack once I think it's low enough. You know, if you think it's low enough, uh, fire away on it. Uh, on Fantasy Draft, I'm still waiting. Uh, other sites, we'll have to see. Uh, I have to check that out. Uh, I'll do that now anyways for you guys because I think that is uh, an important thing on this slate. It's not the best uh, game to attack uh, in my opinion, but let's see. Uh, man, Paul George is priced up because of how good he's been playing. He's been absolutely crushing it. 
And Anthony, he is priced down. Anthony is 6,800 on DraftKings, and uh, Paul George is 8,300. I'd rather play uh, Carmelo Anthony instead. That's kind of how I would do it. Uh, just, just buy low on the price tags. That's just that's that's the that's the situation for me with the Thunder, especially in a game that I don't really want to go crazy with. Anyways, we'll talk about the Spurs side of the ball for a little bit. Oh yeah, on the Thunder too. Actually, uh, Dakari Johnson, he's another guy, seven point one k. He's shown that he can like in limited minutes can crush. Uh, I don't know if this is the right spot for him, but he's a value that maybe on like those like late slates if you do like you know the eight p.m. onlys or something like that. I need a screaming value center. I think he could be a fine play. Uh, maybe he could help win that that tournament for you. A really low one that no one thinks of. But anyways, over to the Spurs side of the ball. Uh, I think Kyle Kyle Anderson is, is a guy I'd be considering for 8.7K. I think he's a fine play. Uh, Patty Mills, too. Interesting value play. He's been he's been decent this year. So 8.6, I think he's not bad. But uh, LaMarcus Aldridge for 13.9K is the guy you want. Just seeing like 26% usage has been uh, really, really good. I like him here in this spot. I think he's a fine option. Uh, again, though, problem is I think there's other power forwards I'd rather have. Like 13.9K, rather maybe go to like a Kevin Love. Uh, I think Kevin Love is, you know, he, he's just in, I'd rather have that more exposure to that game instead just with the upside that he has. But I think Aldridge is a fine play, safe play. We know what he's going to do. We know who he is. But I'm, I'm going to, I don't know. This game is not the sexiest game on the slate. Just want to like really uh, stress that. Thunder Spurs, I'm just not a fan of attacking these like slower tempo games. I'm more of a fan of getting exposure to the other ones. Uh, for obvious reasons, just more points, more fantasy goodness. Let's move on to the next one. And again, another game that I'm just like, ugh. Uh, it's a loving game slate. Do we cross this game off? I think that's a that's a that's a question to ask. Charlotte Hornets and the Chicago Bulls, 198 team total. Uh, definitely not the the best game to target. But the Charlotte Hornets, uh, they're in an interesting spot because we got guys like Nick Batum on fantasy draft. I don't like the 12.9k price tag for him. Wish it was cheaper. We saw him last game. I believe he was on minutes restriction of 20 to 22 minutes, and he ended up actually playing 32 minutes, which, uh, you know, if you played him, I believe on DraftKings, he was 4,400. You would have been very, very happy with that type of performance. I'm expecting him, I'm expecting that minutes limit to stay on. They're going to say, oh, we're going to keep the minutes limit. I don't know if that'll definitely happen, but one thing to note is I heard the announcer say in the last game, it was only an elbow injury, and he got a lot of cardio in while he was, like, rehabbing that. So... They saying they were saying his conditioning is probably going to be better than you would expect. So uh, I guess that that 32 minutes, we should, maybe we do expect him to go. It's something just to like look and see what the coach says. Problem is the coach said 20 to 22 minutes, and what do you do? He played 32 minutes. But if you are worried about it and saying, oh, you know, he just got back from injury and his conditioning, I wouldn't. I would disagree with that because you know of what I heard from the uh, announcer saying. And yeah, I think Batum is fine at 12.9k. I don't know if I really want to load up on him especially in a spot against the Bulls. I was hoping maybe he'd still be underpriced. And if you can find him underpriced at other sites, sure, fire away on him. I think that's a great idea. Take advantage of that low price tag while you can before it goes up, up, up. But uh, I don't know. Nick Batum at 12.9 is not as appealing. Looking at some of these other options, I think Kemba Walker 14.1 is a fine play, but I'd just rather go with some other guys, right? I'd rather play Ricky Rubio for 12.2K. Give me a $2,000 uh, discount matchup against the Nets I'd rather do that instead there's just better other other options I would prefer I think Dwight Howard could obviously have his way here in this spot for 13.1 that's fine but there's other centers that uh you know we've already talked about some and there's other centers that I'll get to that we're going to talk about so I'm going to probably pass on this game for the most part I've already talked about it way too long I'm not even going to talk about the Bulls side like there's not much to uh not much to love I think the one guy that we can consider is uh we'll talk about Dunn for a little bit you know he kind of had a disappointing outing the other night very very frustrating but uh you know if if the, if the injuries are aligned the way that they were last time I think we should uh you know 
put him on our radar against Kemba Walker, who doesn't have the greatest defense. We should definitely be considering him again. But other than that, I'm kind of staying away from the Bulls. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Timberwolves and the Mavericks. And this game is a 212.5 team total. Definitely one that I think we're going to be getting some exposure to. Uh, you know, Timberwolves are in a really interesting spot here. You know, Carl Anthony Towns and Taj Gibson first come to mind, right? Dallas Mavericks really poor against rebounding. I'm not expecting, you know, guys like Harrison Barnes and uh, Dirk Nowitzki to be able to handle them. I think this is a fantastic spot to load up on the Minnesota big men. Either get exposure, like, you know, get, get the low exposure through Taj Gibson. I think that's a fine route to take. Or you can go the route of, uh, you know, you can go the route of paying up for Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he's, he's a really great spot. Uh, the upside here is absolutely immense, and I think you should definitely uh, be getting some exposure to him in your tournaments if you're making a bunch of them. Let's talk about Jimmy Butler now. Jimmy Butler's price tag, 13.4K. Uh, he's been frustrating to start out the year. Definitely getting to the free throw line a little bit better. I read an article, too, that said that he was going to start shooting some more, too. Like, he knew that he had to get more aggressive and whatnot. Uh, he did in some of the past games, right? Utah, Phoenix, getting points, uh, you know, 44 uh, fantasy points, had 25, 21 points. Game against San Antonio, 32 minutes, only six points. Uh, that's fine, though, right? Like, San Antonio is a really good defensive team. Even without Kawhi Leonard, right, they're still a team that can, uh, you know, perform. So, I'll give him a pass. I think at 13.4K, we should be strongly considering him against Dallas. I don't know who's going to be able to stop him. He's in a fantastic spot. As long as he gets the shots up, I like him here. Also think Jeff Teague is in play, and like Andrew Wiggins, most of this Timberwolves side of the ball. These starters just all in play for me. I think they're all in the conversation against a team like Dallas who's going to struggle on the defensive end. But for me, it's the big men who who I have the most interest in it. And, uh, and Jimmy Butler, I want to get ahead of the curve, um, rostering him in tournaments, and I think uh, this is a good time to maybe get ahead of the curve with him. So Jimmy Butler, definitely get some exposure to him in your tournaments on this slate. Let's talk about the Dallas side of the ball a little bit. We'll talk about one of my favorite guys on the roster uh, off the bench, J.J. Barrett. He's been fun. He is, uh, you know, he's not one of my favorites, I guess to say, but like of some bench guys, uh, I definitely have enjoyed the ros- rostering him. He's uh, just... He's just been getting it done, right? He's 8.3K. Last time out against San Antonio, I had him. 32 fantasy points. Did me did me well, so I'll definitely go back to the well with him uh, here. You know, he's gotten, you know, I'll just read you the game logs. It's something I like to do. Just kind of puts it into perspective. You haven't been playing J.J. Jurea, JJ Barea against a team like the Timberwolves. A little revenge, too. Former team. Team that struggles against point guards. We should be considering it. 19 fantasy points. 15.5, 22, and then against at Minnesota, he had 26.5, 25, 9, 20, 22. Like, he just seems like such a safe option. So I would be considering him here for sure. I think you can play him in tournaments. I could even consider him in cash games if he fits that last spot, makes everything work. Uh, I don't mind going with him. He's a fine option here. So I like him. Uh, talked about the backup first, but then Dennis Smith Jr., right? The uh, I think he's going to be a guy that we're talking about on this slate. He's 13.2K, a little priced up, but... Man, has he looked good. Again, I'll read you the last four game logs. 37, 32.5, 46.25, 45. I mean, just looked really good. Against Minnesota, he only had 27.75. But he's a guy that you're definitely going to want to be getting exposure to. We played him. He was pretty high owned the last game out against Minnesota for reasons why. Because Minnesota struggles as a point guard. And again, we should be considering Dennis Smith Jr. Even though he struggled that last performance. Maybe that takes some ownership off of him. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is a guy that you definitely want to be, uh, you know, getting exposure to. Guys like Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes are guys I don't love. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki is a guy I'll talk about. So, you know, if you want to chase the uh, old man, like, turns back the clock type game, I think this is a good spot to do it. 
I tried it the last time. Uh, let's see, I forget how it worked out. I'm pretty sure it didn't work out great, but I, I tried it for sure against the uh, Minnesota AA 13.25. Wasn't the greatest, uh, you know, wasn't the greatest outing for him. I didn't, don't mind sprinkling him in tournaments. Carl Anthony Towns is not a guy I'm scared of on defense. I could pull him away from the three, uh, you know, pull him away, uh, you know, from the uh, three-point line a ton. We saw Channing Fry last year, uh, kind of like mess with the Timberwolves and just like absolutely drain from downtown. And the big men were having trouble struggle, uh, having trouble, uh, you know, guarding him all game long. So I can see Dirk Nowitzki if he gets hot from downtown, he'll just keep firing away. And maybe he has one of those turn back the clock games. I think this is a good spot for it. Uh, I won't be chasing it all the time, but this is a spot I don't mind uh, trying it out at. So I'll try it again. I did it the last time. I think I'll try it again in a tournament or two. Moving on to uh, move on to the next game, we got three more games left on the slate. It's the Portland Trailblazers and the Sacramento Kings. I think this is a uh, you know this is this is a fine game to attack. Uh, One ninety nine total though, right? That has me a little worried because it's the Kings. Slow tempo team, been really frustrating all year. I've been xing them off. I, Darren Fox is a guy that I've been a big fan of throughout the year. He's a guy that I'm really excited to watch throughout the future. He's just looks really good looks like a very talented player but you know the guys like george hill i don't feel like playing like all these guys on the kings i'm just not interested in it all unless we hear news that there's value that comes out trailblazers out of the ball i know the kings struggle on defense they're not a good defensive team but i don't know i just don't really feel like paying up for lillard and you know mccullum i think for 12k on fantasy draft is a really nice value so over there specifically i think that's a good idea uh, Nurkic is 12-3 against a team like the Kings that can't rebound at all. I think we should consider Nurkic. So for me, if I rank the main, like, you know, the big three of the Portland Trailblazers, it'll be Nurkic first, McCollum second, and then Lillard. All these other, like, you know, just like middle-of-the-road type of Trailblazers players that they have, I'm just not even going to, you know, really touch here in this spot. I just think it's, uh, you know, Nurkic or McCollum and move on. If, if you find Lillard for cheap, sure, but I don't think you're getting him too cheap across the industry. It's also 11-game slate, and these next two games are juicy ones that I want to get talking about. So let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers. Get exposure to this game. Load up on it. 226 team total. This is a spot you just want to you know, fire, fire away with. Uh, Greg Monroe, he's probably underpriced for what he's going to be doing for the Suns, I believe. You know, Monroe went out there last game. I believe he had you know a massive 40-point game. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I'll pull it up for everyone. It was 42.5.75 uh, last night in 26 minutes, 20 points, 11 rebounds against the Rockets, and he gets the Lakers. And I would expect him to be able to dominate on the boards here. So Greg Monroe, only 26 minutes. Uh, there's that concern, right? Out of nowhere, does he get like 18 minutes and does it just like mess everything up? That game was a blowout last night. So did Greg Monroe get tons of run? Uh, did Greg Monroe get tons of run basically later in the game because of the blowout? Because they're trying to see what he is, you know, get an acclimated to the offense? Possibly. But in a spot against the Lakers at that price tag, I'm going to put him in very strong consideration at the center position, and I'll make sure to probably get some exposure to him here. Let's move on and talk about some other sons like TJ Warren and Booker. Love them. They're fantastic plays. Get exposure to them. Talk about Tyler Ulis a little bit. He's been really frustrating. I'm not one of those people right now that's like, yeah, we need to give him in our cash games. He's a screaming value play. Like, he's just been blah. 14.5, uh, 16.25, uh, 15.75. Not the greatest fantasy addings. And price tags moved up a little bit. Uh, it's not the you know, minimum like it was before. He's whatever. I, I don't think you need to go crazy with him. But in a matchup against the Lakers, I get it. There's reasons to play him. But I'm not crazy about Tyler Ulis. Like, uh, like people have been the past couple days. I'm really crazy about Booker and Warren. I think it's just like these spots for them. They should absolutely crush, in my opinion. I, I'm, I'm going to load up on them. I'll probably 
pair them together in tournaments, you know, play them separate. I think they're just in great positions. Talking about the Lakers, uh, Lonzo Ball, man. So he's like the guy, like Mr. Mr. I can get a triple-double if I learn how to shoot uh, every game. I mean, he's just been really frustrating. First game against the Suns, right? That was against Eric Bledsoe. Absolutely, uh, absolutely crushed it. Then he played against Milwaukee, who had Eric Bledsoe. Absolutely crushed it. Then played without Eric Bledsoe, and what happened? We thought he'd absolutely crush, and he didn't. Uh, 23.25 fantasy points in 28 minutes. Definitely not the uh, not one of the best games for him. But the upside is here. Definitely can fire away in tournaments. He's a guy that I don't think you need to be, uh, you know, you you can argue let's not play him in cash, right? I think that's a f- fair point to make. But at 12K on Fantasy Draft, man, that is just seems like too juicy of a price tag to maybe pass up on. But I love him here. I think most of these guys are in play. Like Brandon Ingram, he's interesting. KCP has tons of upside. He's still too cheap around the industry. I'd get exposure to him for sure. At a shooting guard position, we don't normally love the roster. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, this is a great game environment for him. Don't expect him to have you know tons of big men to kind of push him out of the game to put Randall in. So I think this is a great spot for most of these Lakers. Uh, load up on them in your cash games. Load up on them in your tournaments. Uh, this is a great spot. So make sure don't sleep on this game. Just like to stress that over, over, and over. Uh, if I had to rank, man, if I had to rank my favorite, I'll give you like my top three plays of the game. That's always a tough one to do. But actually, you know, I'll give you my top two on each side of the ball. So it's Booker and Warren for me on the Suns. That makes it simple. But man, Greg Monroe's price tag is really cheap. So if we get word that he's going to play a ton of minutes, that might move one of those guys out. Maybe uh, moves, uh, maybe moves like Booker or Warren out. Uh, if I had to pick, it depends on like position scarcity and uh, how your roster is fitting. But I, I, Monroe might become one of those guys that might be like an auto play. It feels like on the slate. Uh, don't know for sure, but it, it could be if we get word that he's going to play like a ton of minutes and start. So let's talk about the Lakers though. Uh, two guys I pick on that side of the ball. So for me. Oh, it's tough to say. I'm going to go with Ball, though. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Phoenix is not good against point guards. I'm expecting to have a big game here, hopefully. Uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He he can definitely have massive upside here, and the floor is not the greatest, but he's still only 12K on fantasy draft. So I like him and then uh, KCP. So those are the two guys on the Lakers side of the ball I'd probably get the exposure to. Let's talk about the last game. It's the New Orleans Pelicans heading into Denver to face the Denver Nuggets. Uh, 217.5 team total. Nuggets are five-point favorites. And, man, like, this is a great game environment for Davis and Cousins, right? Like, load up on them. This seems like a great spot for them. The real question is, with Rajon Rondo returning, I believe he's playing 20 to 22 minutes, I heard. Uh, don't don't quote me on that. But it's around the 20-minute mark I remember seeing. Uh, I think those are guys that we need to, uh, you know, like, we need to be considering what's going to happen with this new Rondo uh, situation. Will he kind of dribble the air out of the ball too much? Uh, will he hold on to the ball too much and that mess up Davis and Cousins? I believe that won't happen a ton, but I think it's a question that has to be asked and we have to be considering. I don't know if we're going to, you know, the Davis and Cousins that we've seen the past couple, you know, the past, like, you know, start out the year. I don't know if this is we're going to see the same exact one with Rondo in there, right? He could hold on the ball a little bit more. Just that usage could cut them to a, a little bit. I'm not saying it's cutting into him a ton, but it could cut in a little bit where that affects things. Davis and Cousins are also just underpriced on fantasy draft, in my opinion. I mean, 19.6K and 19.4K. Both of them should be above 20K for what they've been doing all season long. I'd be loading up on them on this slate. I mean, they're in a fantastic spot. Get your exposure to these guys. Do not fade them. I think it'd be a bad idea against the Nuggets. Uh, Rondo, I think he's an interesting value play on this slate. If we know he's playing 20 minutes, 9.1K. I'm trying to think through if I would play him or not. Um, it depends. I'm, I'm going to have to check the news more, but I think I'm interested in uh, seeing what it kind of gets me. So I don't mind 
throwing it in there and trying to see like what it builds me it could limit your upside a little bit but i think in cash games it could be an interesting play throughout the industry there could be spots where he's uh, a little cheaper 9.1k is still pretty cheap though on fantasy draft let's move on to the uh nuggets we'll talk about them a little bit uh, a little bit Oh, all right, real quick, actually, let's go back. Uh, forgot to mention Drew Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday is a guy that, uh, with Rondo back, I'm expecting you know him to you know be worse, and I'm just not going to play him. So just want to note that. Didn't forgot to say him, and uh, you know check the injury news on the Pelicans because they have tons of these like fringe bench players who have been in and out, in and out. So uh, just check that too. That should affect some things as well. But let's move on to the Nuggets, and I want to talk about Jokic. Uh, man, he has been awesome. Very talented player. Fourteen point eight K. Uh, I'm semi worried about the uh, the injury, not injury, uh, the foul risk here against trying to just handle guys like Davis and Cousins. I could see him being stuck on them a while. Uh, man, that's just gonna be like he's gonna have to play a lot of the game because they're both gonna be in there. But I do worry about the foul issues with him. There's not many other like big men that you'd expect to come in though and really be able to handle those two. So I'm sure Jokic is gonna get the burn that you would expect on DraftKings specifically too. I love Jokic's price tag. He is. 8.1k absolutely love that i want to be getting exposure to him for sure over there 14.8 k2 on fantasy draft that's a great price tag i'll i'll be getting exposure to him like him in this spot uh you know they're they're at a 111 team total right behind the Cavs at 112 so definitely get your definitely make sure to play him on this slate looking at uh the rest of the nuggets you know we've had gary Har- gary harris has been out if Gary Harris is out, which he's considered probable, you know things could uh, things could obviously change. Uh, Mike Malone said I would be surprised if he doesn't play on Friday night. So expected to play, but if we if something happens, uh, Will Barton would be a guy I would really want to get exposure to. He's looked really good with uh, Gary Harris being out. You know had a 50 point fantasy game against the Magic. Just a guy that has that type of upside. Uh, don't hate the Jamal Murray uh, Moutier thing. You, you know, obviously, guys that you can't get exposure to if you want to like game stack. I, I think you know, get getting exposure to one of them is fine. But and I hate chasing that entire Moutier uh, Murray thing. It's been a frustrating situation. I'm kind of waiting for just injuries to happen to really start loading up on Nuggets. Uh, Paul Millsap, where you can find him cheap. I think he's fine. 13.1k. He's not a bad play, but I'm more. Uh, I'm, if I'm getting exposure to the Nuggets, it's just really through Jokic because of the amount of upside that dude has. He's just such a talented player to watch, so I think he's the guy I'd want to uh, want to get my exposure to. So yeah, that's about it for the slate, guys. Uh, enjoyed talking about it with you. Uh, if I had to say, uh, you know, the two games I would definitely be making sure to get exposure to on this slate, it's the Suns Lakers and then the uh, the Cavs Clippers. I mean, those are two that I definitely uh, definitely love. Expecting a lot of uh, a lot of fantasy goodness from. But yeah, again, like Lakers Suns, don't sleep on that game. Make sure you're getting them in there. Uh, it's just can't stress it enough it's one of the most important games on the slate and uh there's just a lot going on there so i'll be loading up on that one uh today so again thanks a lot for joining me if you don't have any questions anything changed with the slate give me a follow on twitter at travis mangone it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e i am uh you know i'm easily available there i'll answer any strategy questions any uh questions for the slate you know this guy that guy always happy to do that i'll be uh, flying to nashville today though so it might be a little busy might be tougher to get to you guys but if you have any shoot them over to me the earlier the better again thanks a lot for uh let me join you guys on the daily fantasy fix podcast and i am out pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. 
because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt Max Brushless Power Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead of gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.